Yo, what's going on, man? We back. We back for another episode, man. Um, this is episode 28. Uh, first of all, like, <laughs> um, I'm here at episode 28. Yo, that means episode 30 is looming soon. I just want to say, uh, like, I think I said the last episode, thank you, man. But, you know, I was really blessed to have a, uh, I've been blessed to have a really good and solid audience, man. I really appreciate everybody who keeps listening and keeps um, coming back every week. You know, it's not easy. Like I said in previous episodes, it's not easy to, to do this on your own. But um, I really appreciate everybody. And sit here, we're recording this right now. You know, um, it's just, it means a lot means a lot because you go through a lot and you get here and I've seen um, a lot of people come and go but uh, it's been good to be consistent um, but first of all most this is episode 28 it's you know this is a big episode for me I got a really really dope guest um, you know her name is Jazz aka you know DJ Jazz she's really dope man she just has so much information about industry her story is really unique and she just has a, just a really interesting perspective. And one thing you guys are gonna get from this episode is you're gonna get an understanding about who, what kind of person this, uh, she is. And you're also gonna get like, just an idea about how to be connected. And she's a person who just knows how to connect people. She knows how to make the right connections. She took opportunities when she needed to, and she wasn't afraid to be a person who decided to step out and own her time. And I gotta say, I respect that a lot. So. With that said, man, um, yo, enjoy the episode, take a moment, really enjoy it, take the time to really listen to it, she's got a lot to say, and um, I'm just blessed that she came on the show, man, so you guys enjoy, you guys stay safe, and um, take care now, peace. Hey, what's up everybody, welcome back to the Brian Johnson Show, this is episode 28 and I am in a Starbucks in Midtown Manhattan right now with a lovely lady by the name of Jasmine. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> she is, well, well, exactly how should I describe you today? Uh, <laughs> Before I go any further, I don't want to make any mistakes. It's a million dollar question. Uh, <laughs> I would describe myself as a music executive. Music executive, um, okay. Very creative. Yes. <laughs> and music is my passion. That's music is your passion. It, yes. yes. Okay, okay, okay. So, she just described herself. But I met this young lady um, via Instagram. Um, I started following her and I started looking at her work and I see that she is very much a mover. Like she likes to move around. She likes to get things done. I could tell just by from, from her Instagram. But, you know, Instagram is just a snapshot of someone's life. So I decided to say, hey, why don't I have her on the show? She seems like she's really about her business. And I looked into a couple of her accounts and I saw that she's really about it. So welcome to the Brian Johnson show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. No problem. So you started out, you're in the music business, right? Yes. 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 So tell me about it. How did you get started in this business? I started as an intern. Okay. A uh, long time ago when people still call, or they were starting to call digital marketing, they would call it new media. Yes, new media <laughs> marketing. Yes, because they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> no, that's, they still don't know what's going Most on. Most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I started interning at Def Jam. Oh, wow. That's how I started, yeah. So this is circle what year around this time? This is 2007. 2007. Did you yeah. go to college first and then jump into interning, or how did it work? Um, I was still in college. Well, it was like a summer internship. Okay, so okay. So it was in between my, my, my years. Ah, um, what yes. school did you go to? Florida Atlantic. Well, <laughs> you went all the way to Florida. I was in Florida. Where are you originally from, if I may ask? Um, originally, originally from Paris. Okay, Paris. Yes. Nice, yes. nice, nice. So you so you left Paris and came to the States, and then... Um, I was in Paris, Spain, London. Ah, you traveled a couple, bit. Couple places. <laughs> <laughs> and then you came to the States. And then to the States, yes. And then you went to college in Florida. Correct, yeah. Ah. Yes. How was it coming over to the States? Was that the first time you had been to the States when you started attending school here? No, I've always traveled my entire life, okay. um, as far as I can remember. Mm -hmm. um, so coming between New York, yeah. uh, D.C., yes. California, Florida, yeah. all of those places, Chicago, uh, you know, growing up. And then I started school. I started school in Florida in um, middle school. Okay. And then, yeah, okay. and then I would still travel, but not as much because I 
you know, my parents wanted to meet for me to be in school. So, <laughs> like, actually all have a school like to go to. And, yeah. Like you, go to school. Yeah, we like you, yeah. but you need to go to school. Yeah, enough of the travel. Like, go to school. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So when your parents told you to go to school, what made you pick the states? Um. Well, so my my dad was working at the White House at the time. Okay. So so we were between uh, D.C. and Florida. Uh, ah. Yeah. So, so you liked Florida. You found it interesting. Warmer. Warmer. <laughs> By the beach. That's a, well, well, that's a great selling point there. Yes. It's very nice. Yes. <laughs> Warmth and, and sunny skies and, yeah. and, and you know and rains occasionally. Yes. <laughs> once uh, a day for ten minutes. Once a day, away. ten minutes in Florida. That is damn true. Yeah. That's why yo the car wash business definitely flourishes down there in Florida. Yeah. So. You go to you go out there. What made you decide to get into the music industry? So it was interesting. I was uh, I was in school. I got my bachelor's in finance and international business, okay. not in music. <laughs> <laughs> and my goal was to, or my my purpose was to go to law school. That's what I thought I wanted to do. Okay, be a lawyer. Um, Parents would love that. Yeah, <laughs> and then I started a like a summer program they had at, at a law school in Florida, uh, and I was, it was just really boring. Okay, I just didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Not creative enough for Not you. Not creative. I was very yeah. bored. Uh, and then a really good friend of mine, she went to the same school. And right. she was like, you know, I just saw this program. It's a master's, but in the music industry. And mm. she was like, it sounds like right up your alley, like everything you love. Because I would naturally would go to concerts. Um, Who were you big into at that time? Um, so I had two great influences on my dad's side. I had the rock influence. Like okay. he got to see Queen Live, which I'm still very jealous wow. of. Uh, <laughs> and he plays the drums as well. So he would always listen to. So your dad music. is straight up creative from the jump. So that's where yes. you get it from. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. Well, what was your mom like? Uh, she's into music, but yeah. definitely dad is the big music influence. Like, I got you. Yeah. And uh, and then my older brother, he was into hip hop. So I had uh. both best of both worlds, right? Uh. So I had Wu Tang enough, and then I. <laughs> I had Queen and Metallica and Zeppelin. That's a hell of a a dichotomy. You walk in in one room, there's Queen playing. The next room, there's Wu-Tang playing. Your brother's like, yeah, man, Method Man's the greatest. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then then I I came into my own when I found, like, punk rock was my thing. So Uh, I was, like, really into the Clash and the Ramones. I was about to ask you, did you listen to the Ramones, yo? Oh, yeah. So Uh this whole, so right here, you're, like, in New York. It's like, this is, it. this is the home of it, basically. Yes, like, yes. you got Iggy Punk, you know, Deadhead. Like, you got a Every, lot, a yeah. lot, a lot. Yeah. So you get into this music, and, and, and you, decide to, you decide to go take that journey. Yes. So where did that lead, that journey take you to, exactly? So it was a master's program. Um, like, it was actually in business school. So okay. it was an MBA, but just focusing in the music industry. Right. And at the time, I guess I didn't realize, or I didn't even think that I could work in music. I just thought it was something to do for fun, because mm-hmm. I loved going to shows. I loved, I would always go to shows and end up making friends with whoever was working the show, whether right. it was the tour manager or whomever. <laughs> and like, like, I got cool with people. Yeah, ASAP. I like, ended up backstage, like, yeah, just yeah. by talking to people. Right, they would right. invite me to, you know, do things. And and so it was for me. It was something for fun. I didn't realize I could do it as a job. Yes. So when I started, you know, I went and talked to the program people, and it was mm-hmm. led by a Grammy-winning producer, mm-hmm. and he gave me so much insight as to like how the actual industry of it works. So this Grammy producer was he was he a hip hop producer? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's actually a Grammy-winning producer more in the in the jingle side of the business, okay, which is okay. a completely different industry. All right. Uh, from what I do now, but mm-hmm. it was a good insight. Mm-hmm. So so for me, I, I started the program. Yes. And we had a record label at the university. Okay. Student run, so I became the president of that label. Wow. And we would put out albums from the faculty, which was classical music, mm-hmm. and also from the students, ah. which was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yo, that's a lot of moving around right there. Yeah. So, th- what was like your first impression of like the industry, the music industry, when you first got into it? Um, so when I first got into it, I was doing a lot of stuff in Florida, which mm-hmm. is very, at the time, was very removed from, you know, what it, what I do right. now. Uh, but it was very eye-opening because they, there was this very small publishing oh, company okay. in Florida, but they own really cool catalog mm-hmm. that they had bought. So that was, like, again totally different side, <laughs> publishing side of, of the industry. Publishing is a major thing, it's, though. It's, it's major. That's, that's like the, the way this one money is. <laughs> yeah. So you got to learn that. That's yeah. like an ASAP education right there. Yeah. The 
always follow the money, as they say, exactly. right? Exactly. Always follow the money. Yeah. <laughs> so it was so it was quite interesting to see that side of it. But yeah. I mean, I left it right away right, and right. being able to have such a different, like, even from the faculty's um, releases that we were doing that was mm. in the classical world, right? Right, right. Totally different uh, the part. Yeah. And then doing the students, which was either hip hop or yeah. singer songwriter or you know rock. You should have saw the way your face lit up when you said <laughs> I loved it. Like, yeah. like you, I, I wish you guys could see it at home. She, her eyes popped out her head like I loved it. Okay, <laughs> this is my shit. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. So so I was just like, oh, I want more of this. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So you got more and more into the business. Yeah. When was your first time you realized like, okay, this is what I really fucking want to do here? Um, I think it was it was. Uh, when we had to put together uh, an event mm-hmm. for as part of our assignments, um, oh, so I also nope. love fashion. Okay. So I was like, why don't we do a fashion show where I book the talents? Mm. So I booked. Nice. <laughs> Did you that? No, no. That was in. That was here. That was in school. That was, was in school. school. Okay. So you're still in Florida this at this point. Yeah. Wow. You really. You're yeah. going forward in Florida yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And then I. I made, made friends with this really cool local band who right. actually ended up. Uh, they're not together anymore, but they ended up opening up for the Backstreet Boys, like on a huge tour. So <laughs> Backstreet Boys, we're taking it back, we yo. Are, yeah. <laughs> but it was great because at the time, like I got them on like NBC, like a local TV, like Whoa. all this kind of stuff. So that you're doing I, management stuff at yeah. that point. You're doing booking agent stuff right there. I'm doing, I was doing it all. Which yeah. is great. That's like, yo, that's like really pulling at a lot of strings. Like you're like, you're basically puppet master at that point because you got a whole bunch of strings you're pulling at. How did that, that, that moment of getting into that, like, how did that, like, did that, like that kind of like essentially put you in like I'm, I'm in this now yeah it, uh. it, it 100% I was just like this is again this is cool mm-hmm. like I'm you know getting to do really cool things and right. fun things I'm enjoying it and I was doing a little bit of everything because I was just learning right, right I didn't right, know right. you know there's really no like real guidebook on you know there's how to break, break an act so, yeah, so no you guidebook. do what you can right. so at the time I was like oh they need exposure let me put together this fashion show mm-hmm. and it was for charity and it, right. you know kind of p- putting together all the aspects of it Wow. so I pulled together this fashion show we had a charity event we had mm. band perform we had DJ booked nice yeah. All these things, and um, you're doing this as a young lady. How was the business? Yeah. How was the business receptive to a young lady doing this coming in? Uh, you know, some people are all about it. Some people are mm-hmm. hesitant. Right. It, you know, and I was at school, so I think that they find it a little bit more lenient. Like, mm. and you're like, oh, it's, they think like, oh, it's for school, whatever. Right, you, right, right, you know? right, right. But when they when they saw the results and they saw the money we raised, then oh, <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> Everybody's on it. Yeah. So, how was your father? Your, I guess your father was excited for you. Yeah, my, my yeah, my dad and my whole family has always been very supportive. That's good. Uh, That's which good. Is, it's so important. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so he just thought it was cool that I was like doing things in music. And again, also maybe he didn't even realize that I could work and make uh, a career in music. You know, I don't play any instruments or sing right, right, or right, anything. Right. So, so it's like <laughs> it's like, oh, can you like make a living out of this? I don't know, but like you're having fun. So it's sure. Such a dad, yo. That's <laughs> such a dad move. Like I don't know if you can make money doing this going over here, but this is the dad saw you doing it. So what brought you to New York if you're down there in Florida making yeah, this move? So uh, as I was in school, it was like, okay, how do I get like a real job right when I'm done with school? Right, right, and right. okay, what do you need? An internship? Do you need to get an experience? Mm-hmm. So I, at the time, I was like, okay, let me look where all my favorite artists are signed to. Right. Well, most of my favorite artists. And I found a label. It was Island Dapshire Music Group. Nice. And I, they had signed a lot of the artists that I loved at the time, mm-hmm. you, you know. So I applied for an internship <laughs> for the summer and yeah. I got it. And I got the summer internship, so I moved here for the summer. I stayed at the NYU dorms. Did you? You always say NYU dorms? Yeah, on 3rd and 11th. (laughs) Did you know anybody in New York at that time? Um, I had like... I'm going to say, like, one friend. <laughs> and she actually lived in Long Island, so not really New York City. <laughs> yes, no, no, no. So yeah, she's far so away. She's so, far, you, yeah. so, oh, man, that so must I didn't have know been. anyone. <laughs> so how did you start making friends and making relationships? Did you just start working with the other interns and you guys kind of became close? Yeah, so definitely the other interns at, at Island Def Jam and mm-hmm. the employees at Island Def Jam were great, too, where they right. would invite me to things and, and all of that fun stuff. And then at the dorm, made a few friends as well. Nice. And, yeah, and... And then I just started my circle in the music industry from that day on. Why did you find the business? I guess at that point you're switching into hip hop. What was the di- what was the difference that you saw right away? Um, definitely the more like 
chill back laid vibe. Back. Yeah, like chill laid back vibe of everybody. Did five um, o'clock mean five o'clock or does five o'clock really mean like six o'clock someone's gonna oh, show up? We were we were there always there late. <laughs> 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 you know, like our technical intern hours were probably from like, I don't know, ten to six, something like that. But yeah. I remember we were like we were always there. Like and then you know, there's always shows that it, of course a new person in New York City who loves music and you're getting yeah. invited to shows like <laughs> your favorite artist, you're like, Hell yeah, I'm gonna go and then they start at two AM. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you, what in in the business? Did you meet any people that you were just like struck by, like oh snap, I'm really in the room with this dude, like whoa, or this chick, for God's sake? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, my, I think my first day as an intern, I had to do an errand for Jay Z. Oh wow! <laughs> so that was fun, <laughs> and so that was great. And then I think the. That first week, also, there was a big concert at MSG. Mm-hmm. So it's Island Def Jam. So there was a big concert from uh, Bon Jovi. Right, Sold right, out right. Sold MSG show. Nice. So as an intern, getting to go to do that. And actually, that show was being filmed for a DVD. Mm-hmm. So I'm somewhere in, in, the, in the footage. <laughs> You'll see me there. I, I appear a few times. Living your uh, life. But, you know, as an intern, that's amazing <laughs> yes as an intern that's definitely amazing yeah. so as an intern you're, you're you're at the bottom of the totem pole but you're gaking all these experiences mm-hmm. how was it for you did your people say wait are you financial are you getting paid are you getting paid I wasn't getting paid as an intern no. right, right right so I'm guessing your people was like hey um, so when are you going to start making money doing this right did that come about I'm guessing that from your family and everything they've been supportive but I'm guessing they're asking like yo you gotta what's going on um, it, not not yet because it was an internship and we like most internships are unpaid. You right, know, right, it was right, probably right. your finance or you know things like that. Mm-hmm. So so not yet and I so not at that point. Right. But it was interesting because at that point as an intern. Uh, my creative mind, I guess, I started making MySpace pages for artists and started getting paid that way. <laughs> That's dope. That is dope. That's talk about talk about learning new media right off the bat. Yes. Yeah, like the last person I had on the podcast, my man Billy Jones, shout out to Billy J. He he was doing he was helping with with artists setting up their new media as well because he was he definitely started out as an intern as well. He started out back in the two thousands. And he definitely was talking about how he was setting up like accounts, like widget accounts and everything to put on their <laughs> yeah. stuff on their pages and everything. Yes. And I was just back then. Yeah. I was just using MySpace. I was worried about my top eight. Like, okay, <laughs> you guys, somebody's feeling away because they're not in my top eight. You're not top. Okay, my bad. My bad. <laughs> but now you're talking about working with artists and creating their pages. Yeah. What gave you the inkling to even do that? Or they just was like, yo, we need new media. Yo, you over there, go do it. So how it happened is, mm. you know, at the label, um, you know, it was new to them as well. Yeah. But they knew they needed it so right. the interns we started making the MySpace pages for the artists signed on the label so I was like running Mariah Carey's wow. and my friend was running Rihanna's and it was funny talking as top eight mm-hmm. you would go to these big artist pages and every week one of us like we take turns with the interns being the top <laughs> on the top eight of these artists that's so cool so you would go to JC's page and you would have Kanye and Rihanna <laughs> and then the top eight corner it was DJ Jazzy <laughs> and then Clap, uh, you know, like all their interns. So, right. so, so yeah. But uh, so as we were, I was doing these at the label for these fine artists. Right. Uh, you know, I was also always big into music, so mm-hmm. I would be listening on my profile, and then I would find artists that I like personally, and I would message them. It was like, oh, you, I can make your MySpace page, and then Fire. these turned out to be artists that ended up being signed later on, mm. or artists that you probably heard of now. You yeah. Know? yeah. So you were definitely you were doing like a little bit of an AR thing, yeah. A and R. I mean, A and R thing, right? That's what called. Yeah. Yes. And I, yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that meant that. That's a hell of a, that's boss. That's a boss move because most people don't think about doing that. Yeah. They don't want to reach out to someone just if they're, you're not getting it paid right away. Right. But you're doing that. Yeah. That takes balls. That takes a lot of balls. You got, that's dope. <laughs> that's really, really dope. Yeah. So when it was your first time when you finally reached out and got your first like gig, gig? like, okay, you know what? We're going to pay her. She's going to do this right here in the hip hop world. Um, it was, so it was actually through Def Jam. Uh, when I, my internship was over, mm-hmm. I had to go back to Florida. I had one year left of school. Mm. So they liked me so much that they were like, you know, since you're in Florida, there's stuff you can do from home because right. it's the internet. So yeah. you technically don't need to be here. So they hired me, Def Jam hired me to Sweet. do things from home in Florida while I was finishing my last year of school. 
Uh, so I was back in Florida working. So, like, so while all the ho- other homies are jostling for jobs, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're like, I work for Def Jam. I'm at home. Don't, don't, don't talk beach. to me. <laughs> don't talk. I'm on the beach with my laptop. Don't yes. talk to me, peasants. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. how was that transition now that you're working, you're working from home, you're, you're working for, now you're working remotely, obviously. Yeah. You're no longer in the office. You're no longer in this kind of scene out here in yeah. New York. What was like that coming back home doing to after being here for so long doing that? So you know definitely have adjustment, but it was great because I was getting paid to do something amazing yes. that I loved, and yes. I, you know I was still in school also, so I, of course still had to finish that, and it was a priority to finish my MBA. So yeah. so it was ba- ba- balancing both. That know. balance is real. Yeah. So so and it, and it was interesting too because then I had I had classes and I was like oh I'm already getting paid to work in the music industry so. <laughs> <laughs> But, I could teach you guys a thing or two yeah, here. Let me run class. Yeah, but you know, I'm, you know, I'm. I, for me, that was very important to finish school. You know, so I did want to do that, so I finished it. Right. And so yeah, so what was great is as soon as I graduated, Dev uh, Jam offered me a job here in New York, and oh. they moved me from Florida to New York, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so wow, wow, so. How was the industry changing with new media, obviously? New media yeah. was changing because I remember if it was MySpace, it was before Facebook. Yeah. And that's before we had um, Twitter. Yes. And before Worldstar took hold. Yes. <laughs> before all of them. <laughs> so how was that that coming into that place? So you're still in Florida at this time, right? Yeah. When did you decide that, all right, maybe I need a change or maybe this isn't, I need to go somewhere else? Did you think, are you going to go somewhere else or did you get an opportunity? Well, I always knew I wanted to move to New York. Mm-hmm. I always knew I wanted to live in New York at one point in my life. So so for me, it was finishing school and then moving to New York. And then I was lucky that I was able to move to New York with a job. And a job moved me to New York ah. instead of having to come here and, and, and find a job. You so, one of the lucky few. Yes. Who come yes. In, people thought me you're broke as hell because they spent all their money for their apartment. Here, in, yeah, yeah, exactly. Man. So I came, in, I came here. They moved me. You know, so I had a job, you mm-hmm. know, and it was great. <laughs> Can't complain with that one. So, you know, I was like one of the lucky interns that got a job after the right. internship. And Where did you live when you first moved to New York? I first, uh, 74th and 1st. Yes. So, okay. So, how was this transitioning? I'm coming from Florida. We're talking about a lot of transitions because you've moved. Mm-hmm. You've been in other places. It had to be a cultural thing. How was, like, okay, it's one thing to live in New York and you live in a dorm. Sure. Okay? Yeah. And you're moving around. Life is sweet. Yeah. But now you live on your own. Yes. <laughs> that is your first place on your own? Uh, in Florida, in college, I had my own place. Place, yeah, your own place. Yeah, yeah. But now you're living in a completely different environment. Yes. Did you have roommates or it was just by yourself? By myself, yeah. How was that? So it was definitely uh, two words. Great and scary at the same time. <laughs> if you guys can see how much she's hesitating, she's like, I, I don't even know how to really say yeah. this. So, great and scary because, of course, I'm on my own. I'm in mm-hmm. New York City. I've always wanted to live here. I yes. have a great job that I love. Mm-hmm. I'm having the best time of my life. <laughs> uh, you know, getting to every morning go to work and be with musicians I admire and then yeah. go see them live and then do cool things, mm-hmm. you know, do cool campaigns, all that stuff. That's living awesome. Living that life, man. Living that life. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's also New York. Um, I'm a female. I'm I'm tiny, as you can see. <laughs> yes. You know, and living here by myself. The first uh-huh. winter, you know, it's cold. You, mm-hmm. you know, I've been to New York before, but yes. li- I, like you said, living here, it's it's totally different than just coming for a little bit. And you know, so but no, I loved it and I adjusted well, and I, I was lucky to have really good um, friends. You know, like how really was good the relationships <laughs> for you? Because you've been moving back and forth a little bit, so you had yeah. to have like a lot of friends in different places. At yeah, this time. yeah, which which was great. Mm-hmm. And you know, I like New York. I had the people that I had interned with the mm-hmm. summer before, but like people that worked at Island Def Jam, mm-hmm. they became friends and, mm-hmm. and family to this day. So so it was a great start to amazing relationships, um, <laughs> you know, friendships and... and, and Probably outside. helped you out throughout your career. Yeah, and like outside, even outside of work, you know, right. like I just, somebody just got married two weeks ago. That's why I was here two weeks ago for, <laughs> for a wedding. And, you know, it was great to see a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. So, so yeah, so moving here by myself, you know, it's always scary because, yeah, like on my own, like and I didn't have family here either, so it's mm-hmm. like it's the first time that family wasn't as close. Yeah. Uh, you know, by myself, new job, new everything. Right, right. Uh, not driving, not driving a car after driving, being used to driving a car. All those little things taking <laughs> public subway life. Yeah, yeah. Take, you know, <laughs> getting getting used to early. like the subway in the winter and the snow. And yeah, that subway way it smells in the summer, yes. boy. That you gotta get used to that smell in the, the summer. You're like, oh, yeah, well. snowstorm 
sometimes all that fun yeah. stuff. But, you know, I got used to it, and I love New York, and I love mm -hmm. the energy of the city. And, and every time I'm away for too long, I have to come back and get that energy boost. Yes, and yes, so yes. I love New York. <laughs> yeah. So as you're going through in the business and you're working at Island Def Jam, um, how was the business starting to change? I mean, for... For us, and even till this day, I think every day there's something new and different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we were talking about like all the different um, platforms there were. So like, yeah, I started with MySpace and then Facebook started. But when Facebook started, it was just for your friends and there weren't Facebook pages. Um, I started Facebook groups for musicians because mm -hmm. that was the only way to like message a bunch of people at the same time. Facebook kind of changed the landscape at that point because it became it more interactive than ever before. Never, but you know, it's funny because there were so many other platforms throughout the throughout the years that we would try. So I, right. I had. An account on everything, so I was like, I mean, Friendster, yeah, high tumble, five, yeah, like tumble, it, literally everything, and yeah. it, you know, it was like it's Twitter. And I remember when Twitter started, mm -hmm. I remember sending an email out to like my department saying, like, oh, we should get our artists on Twitter, you know, like we should message them. And <laughs> Majorly, should get them on Twitter right away. <laughs> you know, things like that, and uh, then you know, and then I got to work with Facebook when they launched yes. Facebook pages, which was great, and give them feedback, and you know, I still work with them to this day, mm -hmm. and so it was great evolution, and every day has changed, and to see like you know how much at the time it was like iTunes selling music right beyond the home page because they're selling music now you know you know they're still selling music but nobody's really buying it you're streaming it uh, but everyone's streaming it I'll be honest yeah. with you when people buy records it's very very rare these yeah days, very man. rare and then like it's funny you see like the ones that have like the 10 downloads and you know that's like your parents and your family <laughs> but, it's true but yeah so to see the transition and even streaming like you know I got to test Spotify in the states before it was available in the states and wow. you know like it was only available in Sweden and we mm. had a Spotify account so to test that so we got to see all these changes mm -hmm. as it came you know with YouTube as well like putting the music up on YouTube you know and uh, some things would t get taken down and, you know <laughs> there's all these things but how did you feel about like the 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 level if you, if how do you feel how did you feel about the level of transition that came in at that time like, because I know that the music business was like, it was booming yeah. at one point. Everybody's making money. Yeah. Everybody's getting paid. But then the recession did happen. Yeah. And things begin to change over. People begin to change into a different stage. Did you, did you, how can I put this? Did you see any of this coming down the road or did you kind of was just like blindsided by it? Um, I think personally I mm. saw it because being the right age group mm -hmm. it was how i was consuming music right? right and if it was like obviously through work i got free mm -hmm. music here and there and things like that but i saw how my friends did it and mm -hmm. then you know when i would go back to florida for like let's say the holidays and they i was like oh how do you guys find it you know finding out about music how are you consuming it right, i right. could see the difference yeah and then i could see at work like they weren't marketing that way mm -hmm. they were still marketing the old way you know yeah, it takes and a it long was, time for the machine to change exactly yeah. and you know it was my in my department it was our job to start marketing that way yeah. and that was great because you know everybody in my department we were on the same page and we were always coming up with new creative ideas mm -hmm. but then it was like our department was on board but now it's getting the rest of the company on the same page and that takes time so so I you know we could see it and and you know we're getting the feedback straight from people because we were online seeing wow. what people, what the fans yeah. who are purchasing and consuming this music are so you're saying. like right there it's, right, it's happening in front in of your front face of us, yeah wow. right in front of us I think the iPhone had a big big Huge big impact. impact much bigger than people really give it credit for because consuming music prior to that everybody just consumed it like you would get an MP3 player sure obviously but you still had to purchase the music yeah. or you wouldn't download it illegally yeah, but Napster, yeah. Napster or <laughs> and then all of a sudden your phone was like a central part because you could do everything, everything from your phone yeah. now it's like you don't you don't even purchase music you just stream everything connected yeah. to your car and you're gone yeah we have every single song available right. to us and you know on our fingertips right here <laughs> this little <laughs> this little machine right here right so yeah. while you're at Dev Jam you're making your relationships you're going through things and you're you're talking to the people when did you start thinking about doing things for you? So naturally, I've always had people come to me and ask me to help them with things. Like mm -hmm. I'm a connector, that's what I like to say, because I always, if I see an opportunity like, oh, you should meet this person because you two would do great things together. Right, right, right. I, I always naturally just do that. So I, I can see that happening with you. So I had always been doing that just like right. naturally not even thinking about it or having a grand plan behind it. Right, right. And then so throughout the years while I was at Ellen Def Jam and everything, mm -hmm. people would come up to me and ask me for things here and there. So I mm -hmm. kind of started doing that without knowing it really. Mm -hmm. 
And <laughs> but that's the best that way. Was, that's the best way it happens. Yeah, and that was like kind of the base of like doing my my own business because throughout all these years I had been connecting people and making things happen for them and helping them succeed in what they wanted to. Right. That it just became a natural fit and a natural next step for me. I think that it speaks to you because when I'm I touch you and everything, you had like the OD like you could feel like the the genuineness off you. Like, even off the text. And I was just like, oh, she's not industry at all. She's not even trying to give me the wool. She's like, yo, I'll check it out right now. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, because I get a lot of, you get a lot of, uh, when, you, when you reach out to people to do things, sure. you get a lot of people who are just going to give you the industry talk yeah. immediately. Like, yo, yeah, yeah, just send me this, send me that. And I'm like, nah, man, like, I'm right here. You can engage with me right here. Don't be afraid. I'm not a crazy... And that's one thing about you. I could tell, like, you're not afraid of these things. You're not afraid to engage with people and everything. I think that probably served you well. Yeah. As you go on. When did you, when did you start, like, getting self-aware of that ability to engage with people? Um, I think, I don't know if there's, like, an exact moment, but I think I've always had it in the fact that with musicians, musicians are such a complicated machine that getting yes. along with them so yeah. easily uh-huh. and being able to connect with them mm-hmm. it just came so naturally that's um that's i think when i knew it was like oh i can connect with all these musicians that are so different and right. you know they're they're obviously so talented and have these amazing visions mm-hmm. and we can connect and i think that's when i realized like oh i can do this with anybody right i can if i can talk to this amazing musician that i admire and yes. it's just having a conversation like we're having right now mm-hmm. i can do that with anybody so that people ask me too, like, do you get starstruck? I'm like, no, because they're just people like you and, and myself. So, <laughs> so no. But they put their pants on one leg at a time, like everybody else. Yeah, and uh, but you know, it's having these conversations and yeah. being able to connect. And like to me, that comes so easy that I can talk to any musician, I can talk to anybody on the street, and like you, you know, not get nervous, not get shy, and just come up with something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've definitely felt the same way about doing business with people because I've connected with a lot of people, a lot of people, and done a lot of things in that nature. And it's just a, it's a it's a blessing. It can also be a curse sometimes because sometimes you interact with the wrong person. You're just like, okay, this was a bad deal. I should have yeah, done this. Yes, yes. <laughs> did you did you ever have any ups like like any any lows while you were in your process coming to this place, coming back and being in New York and working? Did you ever have any lows where you're like, yo, I just I'm thinking about to go back to Florida. I don't want to deal with this shit. Luckily, I I've, I never had a moment where I was like, I want to like go back to Florida and, mm. and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, if I had bad days like anybody. So who doesn't have a bad day? Exactly, yeah. but never enough, I guess, to be like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. So you stay focused on I, it. Yeah, yeah, I stay focused, and you know, I love it, and I feel thankful and grateful that I get to do what I love. Uh, yes. And just thinking back, the other path that had an egg on this path, you know, I would be a lawyer, mm-hmm. I would have a, a firm in, 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 in Florida, in Boca. You'd be you bored know. as hell. I'd be bored, you know, I'd be overworked, yes. and overtired, and probably hating life. So I'll take this. I'll take this. So, yeah. I'll take this little bit of madness for, yeah, the, for yeah. this little bit of freedom. And, you know, I think I thrive on that on that madness, on the yeah. craziness of working with musicians, right? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's you have to be a little nu- yeah, yeah, you have to be a little nutty yeah. to deal with it. Yes. <laughs> Some days, I mean... Between just dealing with their, they're their having a bad day, sure. and you'll be like, oh. so you were in, you were working in New York. Did you ever think about becoming a manager or a representation for artists? I've, I've been asked throughout the years, mm-hmm. and while I was at Island Def Jam, I was asked by a few people, and I consider it, mm-hmm. but I really like what I do. And being a manager, it's such a different type of relationship with an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I have managed artists before, and I manage a couple artists now, and mm-hmm. I love it. And but it's, it's a very different type of relationship. So it has to be with the right artist. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it's not like out and out. This is my manager firm. This is what mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. It's kind of like, hey, I, I work with this person. Yes. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So like, so so now you know, I do marketing for musicians. Mm-hmm. That's what my agency mostly does and in that I I work with musicians that I love and I believe in Uh, the ones that I do manage it's a different type of relationship Mm -hmm. and it's it's more of a partnership right right Um, right. uh, yeah so it's not you sitting above sitting them over here and sitting them like that yeah did you ever have any complications dealing with managers of artists because of you because you're managing their accounts did you ever have like that back and forth with them like yo this is gonna work i don't know why you telling me to post this uh 
yeah, there's definitely hesitation from some managers or artists sometimes themselves directly. Mm -hmm. um, and it's our job, my job, to guide them and kind of let, let them see why I think we should do it the way I'm suggesting. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, sometimes they'll agree with you and sometimes they don't and sometimes you're right and sometimes they're right and Dying. sometimes we're both wrong you know so <laughs> it, that's the thing with, with what we do is like like I said there was no guidebook so even I could really believe that what I'm saying is going to be right but then maybe I was wrong because yeah. there's a million other factors that, that can, second guess can be a problem yeah. boy. sometimes the, you second guess yourself and you're like why did I do that I should have just done it and there could have been a million other factors that I didn't even see coming right that mm -hmm. just happened mm -hmm. um, so there has been times and with social media especially it's so personal to an artist right because it's yes. a, another way of them speaking their beliefs and their thoughts mm -hmm. so so yeah so sometimes there, there's sometimes be, the twitter needs to be taken away exactly Kanye West. <laughs> yes <laughs> and other people yes quite a bit quite a few yes. people <laughs> but but you know that that's what we do and, and but that's that's the fun of it to try new things right. and, and see what works and you know you have to find what works for your audience what doesn't work for your audience when you feel did you how was it for you as a woman to you're working in this business and you're moving forward and you did you run into interference from people because they see you moving and doing your thing oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes i've been in many rooms where mm -hmm. i'm not only the, probably the only female in the room but i'm also probably the youngest person in the room uh, so that's like a double so you're catching a double you're catching yeah. the shots boy. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like a boxer like fighting them left and right so you're like what you're cusp millennial or not millennial i don't even know what yeah, the cusp. Mil yeah, millennial. okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but but you know sometimes you're in these rooms that unfortunately a lot of for bigger artists yeah. there's still like the old mentality of like radio type uh, I'll uh, leave it at that. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> they're still so, stuck in that world. They think that's pop. Oh, yeah, my God. So, okay, go ahead. So you kind of have to, like, you know, pick your battles, really. Yes. And see, like, no, I really believe this is what's going to work for mm -hmm. this artist because X, Y, Z. And yeah. then you, you fight your battle and you present your case. Yes. And then, but the, the thing for me, and I tell this to all the all the girls that I mentor mm -hmm. and, and whoever I talk to, is, like, I can walk into any room. Mm-hmm. No matter who's there, they could be more experienced. They can have won, you know, Grammys, whatever. Right. But I know my stuff. Yes. So I'm walking in confident that I know what I'm talking about. And mm -hmm. I may not know what a Grammy-winning person knows, you know, obviously, <laughs> like I'm not a composer. But yeah. but I know my stuff, and I know they don't know what I know. So, right, right, so we're right. both in that room for a reason. So I, th at the end of the day... This is this is my game. Exactly. Okay, you guys are just in the room. You yes. don't even understand what's going on right yeah. now. <laughs> so, and then you know, some people are smart enough to to listen and, yeah. and try to understand, and some do understand it. At the end of the day, mm -hmm. some still don't understand it, which is fine. You know, right. it's like the same. Like I don't know how to play the piano. Like, and I probably never will. Because right, so, <laughs> that's not your thing. Because I don't. It's not my thing. And right. I don't take the time to to understand it and learn it. Mm -hmm. uh, so the same goes for them. But it's it's nice to know that there can be that place where we meet in the middle and you know both sides it can come out of it so i think is that's dope that you can be in that room though because there's not a lot of people there's not a lot of people period of your gender that gets them in that room yeah and if they are in that room sometimes they're marginalized yeah and and they're too afraid to speak up even very yeah. afraid to speak up because they don't want to lose their job yeah they want to lose their job and with the this climate that we're in, with the Me Too movement and everything yeah. going on, it's it's a very sensitive time. Yes. Very sensitive time. So, what? So you, you're in. So this. So I can make sure I got the timeline right. You're still at Dev Jam. Mm -hmm. When did it around time? What time uh, in your life did you decide that? Okay, I'm going off on my own. So that was also not technically planned, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, but so what happened is, um, not sure how familiar you are with music labels and mm. the reshuffling, but mm -hmm. Island Deptune split up into yes. two different labels. Mm -hmm. So that happened, and that was kind of like when everything kind of like started just changing. Yes. And, you know, artists that I worked with for many years got moved to other labels mm -hmm. or got reshuffled or different teams and things right. like that where it was just like they were coming to me and asking for help and me mm. as a nice person and a friend I would be like yeah sure I'll help you they'll be like oh my single comes out Friday and I don't have a Shazam campaign help and I'm like okay I'll do it for you <laughs> you know things like that but you at that time you had solidified a lot of relationships at yeah, that point yes, okay. yes. so you were on you were on call so with a lot of people like yeah. I can make that call and make that happen exactly okay. yeah so, so that's how it started and before mm -hmm. I knew it I was doing those little favors here and there for like 10 artists and, and then I was like wait a second I'm doing the 
this for all these people. Right. I can. This that, could be like. But my that's different job. than a publicist. You're not necessarily a publicist. No. no yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. So yeah. it's, it's marketing, right? It's coming up with co- custom campaigns for yes. the marketing. Um, you know, whether it's an album, a Your single, campaign a tour. Building, basically. Yeah. 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 And uh, so that's kind of how it happened. Mm-hmm. Where I was doing it for all these artists, and I was like, wait, I can kind of do this like as a full time. With your job. homies around you saying, "Yo, girl, you're doing all this work for these people. You need to start like doing your own thing, thing. Like for real, for real." Or was it just you came up with it, but did the homies around you be like, yo? I, I came up with it um, mm. because it was just something that, like, it felt natural. Okay. Um, yeah, it felt natural to do. And, yeah, and it just it just kind of happened. And I didn't even, I wasn't even, like, broadcasting, like, hey, I'm doing this on my own. Like, you know, I need clients. <laughs> walking around like with that. a sign, like, yeah. <laughs> we'll work. Yeah. <laughs> So it just it just kind of you know like I already had this few artists to start with already yeah 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 and then so so it just became a natural progression and it's it started with those you know ten or so artists where then they had other friends and they were okay. like oh Jazz is helping me with this you should head her up for this right and, and, you know just that's kind of how it happened nice yeah. so basically you were just like running her in there so what so you started the agency mm-hmm. you start the agency how was it. Like, you're out there, you're moving around and stuff, but now you're, like, a businesswoman on her own. Yeah. How was it? Was it scary for you? Uh, I think everything was moving so fast that I didn't mm. have time to be scared, to, like, sit down and think about it and be scared. Yeah, yeah. I, Things were just moving so fast. Stop thinking it, about it. You're just doing it. Yeah, I was just doing it. You were on it. autopilot. That's yeah. What they call it. That's what they call it. Exactly. I was just, you know, going here, going there. You know, I was working a tour, so I was, you know, I was on the road for a little mm-hmm. bit. It was just one thing after the other where, you know, like, artists work in cycles, so it was like, oh, this album cycle ended, but then I have three more come starting before this one ends. So it's just, How did you manage your... Your business-wise, like your paperwork and sure. everything else, like that. I know that had to be like, what the hell? Like, I got to do all this, the taxes and shit like that. Yeah, that was never fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, as a, as a now being an independent person, I completely understand why why the CPAs exist now. Yes. Now I get it. Now yeah. I get it. Um, so I listen and to a lot of interviews or successful business people, mm-hmm. and you know what most of them say is like things like taxes, mm-hmm. hire somebody to do them because mm-hmm. if you try to do them, that's taking most of your valuable time and wasting yes. into something that somebody yes. else can do a lot quicker. I read in a book years ago tell you what you can't do, hire somebody that exactly. can do it and exactly. make sure they can do it better than you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty much what the business world is like. And that's how I function. Like yeah. things like taxes that I don't want to, I don't care to <laughs> learn how to do. Uh, you know, hire somebody uh, to help me do those things. So yeah, so that on those business things, yes, hire somebody. And then now, thankfully, I have have a team of people that you know like my team is growing mm. so so that's great so i i have more time to do other things yes. um so that's how i balance it now yeah having a team is super important yes. as, a, as a dude who does photography and video work and and you know podcast work i don't have a team and i do this on my own so i know the value of having a team having somebody there to take care of it because there's a lot of times where it's like you know, I'm up at 7 in the morning. I'm not in bed until like 2 o'clock in the morning because yeah. I'm taking care of so Everything. many things. Yeah. Everything. Like I got 20 different calls. Hey, do you can shoot? Can you do this? Can you do that? The value of having somebody there to rely upon is, is crazy. People always want that. Yes. People always want that. So you, you, you mentioned earlier that you mentor. Yes. So how did we get there? So that started... Mm-hmm. Um, Started on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> How so, do we? We always end up back here. Always back to Facebook. Okay. Um, Social media rules. Yes, but started on Facebook. We're uh-huh. basically um, because I had been I've been on it for so long. Mm-hmm. I I had these groups that I had started, and I'm not really active on it. But mm-hmm. they started getting getting people like liking it. The and, traction was going. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, so then. One of these groups, um, somebody messaged me, and they were like, oh, I see you work in music, can I ask your advice for something? Mm-hmm. And much like you messaged me, yeah. I read it and I answered. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you <laughs> so much value in that. I read and answered. Yeah. Oh, it works so yeah. good. <laughs> and, you know, I answered this message, and uh-huh. it, it was a young young girl. She was probably 18, and, uh-huh. she, you know, she had a question, like, didn't know how to handle a situation. Right. And then I gave her my opinion, and I was mm-hmm. like, this is what I would do. Uh-huh. And then... Um, it, it just I saw the message and that, that helped and that helped her and then she messaged me later and it was like your advice helped uh, and I was like oh cool and then I saw there's a lot of Facebook groups of people who want to work in the music industry mm. um, and then there's this there's a few that are specific to females so then I, I I got invited to join a few of them right and, and then every now and then people would message me 
asking or they would post like, hey, I'm having this issue, whatever it might be, right. X, Y, Z. And then so I would answer. And then that just kind of how it happened. And then I started to get a couple to like, hey, do you want to meet in person for a coffee? And like, I need advice so on this. You you became an industry counselor. Basically, <laughs> yes. Here's, here's my talk show. Yes, yes. <laughs> Dr. Jazz. Send the money. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, so, but, but, you know, it's been great because, you know, sp- speaking of me too earlier, mm-hmm. a lot of these girls mm-hmm. who are young, from probably like middle America, mm-hmm. don't know what's right and what's wrong, and they obviously have a feeling. Yeah. Right. But there's even been times where there was this one guy who mess- kept messaging these girls and saying like, "Hey, I need a tour assistant for this big tour." He said a big name, and uh-huh. then, um, and then the questions he was asking on the interview were like a little weird. So then they they posted his screenshot and I was like, oh, wow. I know who the artist is that he's claiming to work for. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna find out if he's really working for this artist because he's also saying his name, so that's not cool either mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. If he does work for him, he should not be posting this. No. And no, he if, should not. If he doesn't work for him, he also should not be posting this. So called, found, the word's called sue for defamation. Yeah. <laughs> so I found out and he wasn't working uh, on this camp, and he was doing this sending LinkedIn messages. So oh, wow. I have a friend LinkedIn and said, this is the situation. I think this guy should be blocked from LinkedIn. <laughs> and they blocked his profile <laughs> because he was sending very inappropriate messages to girls saying he needed a tour assistant. Where asking him, where phys- he was asking mandi- him how, you, how do you look physically and or everything. It was mandatory to share a room with him. Yeah, what? Right? Yeah. Mandatory? <laughs> so, what? But, Who has the balls to say shit exactly. like that? And, and he was writing it on LinkedIn. So, yeah. Yo, you, smart that, guy. that guy, yeah, dumbass. <laughs> so, so things like that. Yeah. So that's just kind of how it started because that just annoyed me that he would, like, do that. Yeah. Like, just on a personal level, it's like, first you're using this artist's name, which you shouldn't be, and you're writing these awful things to young girls who a person who doesn't know better right. or who's ha- who has a bad home situation might mm-hmm. think this is real and might be in desperate enough to need that That's situation. the predators. Yeah. There's predators in that. In the industry, there's, there's tons of people who, who have, we call, uh, I just call them, you got a fake industry yeah. club. Like, yeah. you maybe, maybe you promoted at a club that the, that the artist showed up, but you weren't even the lead promoter. You were the B exactly. promoter or C promoter. Yeah. You were just on the team of promoters. I always say in the industry, you got to check for receipts. Yeah. You got to be careful. You got to look at, you got to basically, in this day and age, you got to scrub their Instagram, scrub yeah. their social media and be like, okay, well, he's got a picture of him. He can take a picture in a club with an artist, with Rick Ross, for God's sake, yeah. anybody, and all of a sudden say, that's my man. Sure. That's not your man. Yeah. You took a picture with him in a club, fam. Yeah, he doesn't know your name. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know your name. Yeah. Do you, do you run into, did you run into that a lot? Like like false like guys playing oh, the false role. Oh yeah, I, yeah, and especially through that group because now it's become a habit on that group of people posting screenshots to save their real or not, you know like is this real or mm-hmm. is this receipt checking. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, and I think that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, and again, especially, uh, you know, people being predators against yeah. you know naive people or people who just mm-hmm. don't know any better. Um, they'll take you for your money. Exactly. They'll take you for your pride. It's yeah. all the same. It's all the same. So, yeah, so that's kind of how it started. And so I, I mentored girls, you know, at any given time, you know, three or four at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it's mostly like either checking in because they want to work in the music industry, whether mm-hmm. it's as a musician or in the business side of it. Right. And it's just like giving advice just based on my experiences or like I was saying earlier, connecting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I just got somebody just graduated from school and they need an internship. Right. Um, so I got, I got I was able to get them a paid internship through somebody else I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just like even something as simple as forwarding an email with a resume to somebody yeah. I know. Like, hey, this is the person I've been talking to. That's amazing, you know? yo. Because not many people want to even give back, but not many people, people charge for what you do. For right. Just for that. Yeah. Just to say, oh, you want me to send a resume? $20, 30 dollars. Yeah. Just to do that. Yeah, which and is crazy. I, it is crazy. <laughs> people will fall for it, yeah. though, because, you know, there, there's people out there who write resumes for people, which yeah. I think is dope. Yeah. I don't get me wrong, but I think when people go to the extreme of, like, well, well, I'll polish up everything and do everything for you at that point, it's kind of like, yo, you could have done that yourself. You just got to stop being lazy. Exactly. There's, <laughs> a, there's a difference. And with YouTube, you can learn. Yeah. You just got to sit down and do your 30 hours. Yeah. And, and you'll learn exactly what it really is. Yeah. Did you... How has social media impacted you now, where you're at right now, and what should we be looking at? Should we be looking at musically, or should we be looking at, like, uh, Twitch as a new thing? Because I know right now, like, I'm in a podcast world, and seeing what Joe Button just signed their deal, the Joe Button podcast, I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay. And I just signed up for a, and I I wanted to announce this later, but I just signed up for a a Google Seed Money account. 
So hopefully Google will contact me yes. and maybe I will work with Google. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> until then, we keep pushing. Um, how, what should we start looking for out there in social media? Well, so for me, social media is amazing. Like, right. I wouldn't be where I'm at without it. Right, right, So right. I love it, even though everybody's always like, you know. People like, people love it and hate it. It's a love-hate relationship. But they will but be on their it. Instagram in about <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes. they say, I hate Instagram. 10 minutes later, they're scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you see them scrolling. Go yeah. ahead. No, I love it. I think social media... Mm -hmm. um, when used right is great. Yes. Uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of bullying and mm -hmm. ugly things online that that we should be more careful of. But right. I, I love it. I think for me, it's been a great tool to be, you know, successful in what I do. Yeah. To me, it's another great tool to connect people and, you know, get connected myself and, mm -hmm. you know, be a connector, which is what I love doing. Um, for future of things to look out, you know, it really depends, like, what your lane is, of course. <laughs> uh, you report, people say, stay in your lane, okay? Yeah. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane <laughs> and, what, you know, what your goals are. But, yeah, yeah. I think... You know, you always have to try these platforms and right. see if that works for you and your audience. Mm. You know, some th somebody will be really great in Musical.ly, but it will be horrible on Instagram. Or yeah. it will be great on YouTube and, and horrible on Twitch. So <laughs> so it really has to be what you're what you're trying to convey and what right. your audience likes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, uh, as far as a new platform, like, TikTok is obviously bubbling right now. Yes. So that's, that's a great one. But that's also, you know, for a younger mm. demographic. Yeah, the younger so, demographic is hard. Social media is like a young man's game to a certain extent. Exactly. Is to yeah. a certain extent because whatever the kids are latching onto like I see with Gary V Gary V will jump on some stuff and yeah. he'll, be, uh, he'll be like this is great and next to him and he's jumping on this, and this yeah. he's got streaming <laughs> yeah and that's what it, like, you, like, like me you have to try everything that's yeah. what I've always done you know since day one like I, mm -hmm. you know I started with back then with iMeme and High Five and all right. these other crazy accounts and then you know now you look at my phone my friends make fun of me because they're like you literally have every app possible and that's because I download every app and try it and uh -huh. see if it's good and see if it's going to work for me and what I do and then you might delete it and I, yeah, I tend to. <laughs> but I do. I have like a billion. Or people are like, oh, I, I wish there was an app to this. I'm like, there is. It's called this. <laughs> Look, and I have it on my phone. <laughs> the, yeah. I, one thing I, I, I love about you is that you are super like, yo, I'm not afraid to try new things. That's probably made you like move forward like crazy. Um, what things should, what kind of advice can you give to a young person? Doesn't necessarily have to be a woman or anything sure. like that. Just a young person who is maybe maybe they just got their first job in the music industry what kind of things would you what kind of advice would you give them at this time so i would say do your research yes you know the internet's there 24 7 <laughs> you can literally find an answer to anything yeah and if it's not there there's somebody you can message yeah. and ask yeah. so i think that's so important i get i also get a lot of questions of things that you could have simply googled yeah and found the answer yeah so that's always like you, you can find out on the internet <laughs> and people i think sometimes take that for granted so if you just started a job in the music industry like do your research on what it is that you're looking for and then ask the questions mm. and don't be afraid to ask the questions but make sure you've done your research so you don't sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. speaking of which, so, you, so staying, staying on that point and giving people advice is that, now you do speaking as well, right? Yes, yeah. Now, how did you get started in speaking? And how was that speaking in front of people? Uh, so I started, um, it was CMJ, which is no longer in New York. Well, it's no longer, uh, a, I guess, festival in New York, a conference of, in New York. But it right. used to be really big. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was in Lower East Side. All of, you know, all of that downtown would be, like, great, like, three or four days of panels and mm. performances. And it was a really big thing. And so they, one time they were doing, I used to do a lot of things with live stream. Okay. Uh, a lot of performances. And it was a new technology at the time, a new tool, right? Right. So, like, I had live Stream. I had yeah. a live stream, yeah. So we were, you know, I think I think I was one of the first people to set up a live performance uh. with, a, with a musician from the studio, and we had a live audience, and it was really cool interacting with fans all over the world, mm. and we did it for a release day. So so we did a panel with live stream, so that was my first, my first panel speaking in public, and I loved it. I thought it was so cool to share my expertise, yes. in, you know, the little that I know, <laughs> if I can pass it down. And that's that was my first one. And after that one, um, I got one to speak at South By. Like, they're like, mm -hmm. hey, do you want to speak at South By on this? And South By is dope. It was I haven't been fun. yet, but a lot of my friends go, it's and they great. have a ball when I, they go. It's always great, and you yeah. got to eat a lot of great food. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> yes. You have a lot of itis walking around, like, I don't really go to do anything right now, yes. man. But we got to go to this concert? Really? Yeah. Oh, this seat is everything. <laughs> yes. I got to eat my barbecue. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. But, um, yeah, and, that's, and then, you know, I've been lucky to speak at universities. I've spoken at Harvard and mm. George Washington. 
Washington and other, you know, amazing how was universities. That, how, how did they receive you there? Did they were like, or did they give you like, yo, she really knows what she's doing? Definitely that she really knows what she's doing. And it mm. was interesting, like, especially um, Harvard, because that was um, Harvard Business School and it was a, a women in business panel. Sweet. So it was quite interesting. Yeah. And the other, pan, um, the other panelists were in completely different industries. Mm. And so it's cool to see the difference in all these amazing industries, but all these great women doing amazing things. That must have been a major networking moment for you right there. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, it's great because there's finance and mm -hmm. science and all these cool mm -hmm. things that are I admire so much yes. that, you know, and here I'm, like, promoting music, so. <laughs> <laughs> that is mage, yo. That is mage. That is mage. This is really, that's something to hang your hat on right there because you're interacting with, with people, executive levels of people on different on a different basis, and that's got to give you, like, a whole nother level of confidence when you're in a room with people. Like, look, I've been on this panel. I've worked with these people. Let's talk big business here. Yeah. And as a woman, especially women in this day and age, that's major. That's got to be like a big plus for you right there. Period. Just, you know what? Just being a young young person, sure. period. Not about the gender. Just a young person sure. to get to that level has got to be dope. Yeah, she's like, yeah, it's dope. Yeah. I really didn't think about it like that, Brian. Yeah. It was just another day for me, but yeah, I totally get it. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I appreciate how cool and, you know, nice opportunity that I got to be able to speak on those panels. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not only with these amazing women, but like this very prestigious schools mm -hmm. uh, that students, you know, pay a lot of money to go there <laughs> and being able to share my knowledge, you know, with yeah. these students. And, and for me, it was interesting, too, because at the end of these panels, like, especially at Harvard, I remember remember yeah. after the end of it you know like people come up to you right. and I had so many people come up to me and they're like you know I'm in school for science or mm. something like completely not music related right. but they're like I've always wanted to do music <laughs> and the so you become the conduit now yeah, at this point yeah. yeah so to me that was so interesting because they're like oh I'm in my fourth year of you know like I don't know. Pre-med? Yeah, like pre-med. I don't you know. You switch now? No, yeah, God, no. So it was, that was just so interesting. But to see these great minds that, like, see their brains spinning, right? Like, yeah. oh, what you just said makes sense. And why didn't I think of that before? Yeah, so it was quite interesting. But I enjoyed it, and I loved it, and I love speaking. And yeah, that's I've, dope. I've been lucky. I've been able to, like, see the world because of speaking engagements. Mm. Um, you know, I, like, it's, it's amazing. Where is where, where one of your favorite, your favorite place to travel? Ooh, I love... Um, Hong Kong. That's, Hong Kong? Yeah. I thought you were going to say something like Madrid or something like that. Like, well, I love Madrid too. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I, I think Hong Kong I love because it reminds me of New York. Uh, I okay, think that's okay. the really little okay. dirty secret about <laughs> Hong Kong is that it reminds me of New York. So that's why I love it so much. But I mean, I love traveling. I can get on a plane at any time. Mm. I'm never without my passport. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So anytime I can go somewhere, I take the opportunity take and go. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think globally music is right now i think it's at it's probably it's best times because because i hear a lot of artists coming out of like in that european area like right now swiss has dropped this album and he's got i forgot the dude's name but he's got a big artist that was on there that you know he's big in the uk right now yeah and he's he was he was also on drake's album sure and he's coming i don't i can't remember his name for nothing right now but he's his voice is very unique it cuts through yeah i think we're at a great time for music because thanks to the internet right like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter where you are you can have fans all over the world you can reach them uh you can collaborate with people from all over the world as well that's the power of social media it's, baby it's crossing over yeah. you know like i've been spending some time in south africa and mm -hmm. the, the house music they have there and also the type of hip-hop hip-hop they have there afro beats right? yeah the afro beats yeah. Yeah. yeah and like that's coming over here and you're starting to hear that oh it's some of, that, you know, the, the black panther soundtrack, soundtrack was yeah. completely that oh, i was yeah. like that was amazing, amazing yeah. Soundtrack. yeah yeah so to see that, to be able to like those sort, those sort, mm -hmm. you know, African artists, and you hear them here, and people are like, the, the song stuck in their head, like that's great. And then you know you have like DJs like Black Coffee who's mm -hmm. starting to bubble here, mm -hmm. and like he has an amazing story. Like yes. it's it's amazing to be able to see that. <laughs> when you get to that point where you got people like bubbling up and they're coming up, and it's like you're seeing all these stories. This is why I love podcasts yeah. because I I get to sit here with you and have this amazing and we wouldn't know each other from Adam right and all of a sudden now we're having this whole conversation and we're, we're relaying about music and yeah. that's and you're telling your story and that's what I love and I think that's what the music is becoming like that I think there's a lot of music out there that doesn't tell stories there's a lot of filler music here you just you sure. know you hear think about you hear it and you think about it but 
I think that's where it's coming. I think a lot of people are, are telling their stories, and a lot, a lot of, a lot of stuff's coming out there. I think from the global music world, there's going to be stories and stuff yeah. coming from that. It's amazing, yo. That is amazing that you've been, you've been over there and you've seen it for yourself. Do you, where would you recommend someone who is in the business right now? Where would you tell them where to go? Maybe, maybe to go find where the new artists are bubbling up in the states. Like you might hear about, like you know what, you might want to go check out this area. Um, as far as like what area of the country? Yeah. Um, definitely Atlanta has some uh, some good hip hop. So we're still going. <laughs> we're still going to Atlanta they're after still, all these years. Still, I mean, you can't go wrong from the, from Atlanta. But you know, it's like in New York, there's so much yeah, amazing music yeah. too. Yeah, I man. mean, that's hard. Like, I feel like everywhere you find amazing music, you right, just really right. have to like dig in. You gotta go uh, in there. Yeah. You gotta put yourself. You gotta immerse yourself in the culture. Yeah, like go to a local, you know, bar even and ask mm-hmm. like. Like, who are you guys having perform? You know, you don't know, you never know who you're gonna find, right? Like, um, you know, you, and, and it's cool to look back at like these b- bigger artists. Like, mm-hmm. I was just, uh, like, the Coldplay, um, they just put out a movie and they yeah. show them playing at this tiny little bar. Yeah, right. Man. I love Coldplay. And, like, man. And, and you're like, you could have been at that bar and, and like, now there's these huge superstars, right? And, <laughs> like, because you tried out something. You, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you just never know where you're gonna find new music. So I think great music's everywhere, not specific to a region. Mm. You just really have to, like, pay attention yes. and see, like, what's surrounding you. That's what I was hoping you were gonna say. Like, it's, it really is. <laughs> everywhere yeah. it's not, there's no specific places bubbling up it just happens to be that at that place's moment at yeah. that time yeah, it's doesn't in somebody's mean it's bedroom the, right now right <laughs> there's somebody literally probably down the street right now who makes amazing music we just haven't heard it yet exactly. it's just coming it's yeah. coming it's yeah. coming yes. so speak to me a little bit about your agency now it's grown where do you where do you want to see it where do you want it to go um, so, yeah, so my agency has been growing the past few years, which mm-hmm. is amazing, and I'm so thankful for that. What's the name of the agency? JV Agency, JV. which are my initials. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yes. make sure we got that right. I was I didn't want it to say it. I was like, let yeah, her say it. Yes. Yeah. JV Agency. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been growing mm-hmm. um, in the music space and also because digital changes so much has been growing in the influencer space. Yes. But I've been able to merge influencers with music in a really great way. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the lane that we're going at now where we're doing events with music music and influencers and kind of bringing all creative fields together, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And even with athletes, uh, we just did something with the US Open and we Uh. we were able to do something with um, NFL, which it's funny because I'm like, I don't know sports that well. So so wait, wait. Well, I've been able to uh, combine it with music. Which okay. is my passion. So, okay, okay, okay. So, like, I'm about to say if, 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 like, you know, think if the tennis player walks up to you and he's, he's like, you know, Sloan Stevens or something yeah. like that, he walks up to you, I hope you know who that person yes, is. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Like, again, always do my research, right? So, yeah. like, I walked into the room knowing all about tennis. So now I know about all about tennis. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. Like, everybody mm-hmm. loves music. So yeah. I was able to find a way to use music and those amazing athletes who are so talented and so dedicated to their craft mm-hmm. and combine them. So, that combining music and, and athletes is natural progression, but it's it's beautiful when you find the right connection. Yes. That puzzle piece that you didn't force in there and it just oh, fit yeah. perfectly is I don't even know how to explain it to you guys, but you guys will you guys see it all the time. Hence LeBron James, hence yeah. a bunch of people in the industry. You just if you see them connect with the right people at the right time, the music and everything else, it's it just, just works. It's, yeah. it just works. Yeah. It just works. Now that that must have been like a real interesting thing to be around that and see that happening. Is it? Are you elated about that? Like, it's just like an amazing feeling for you right now. Oh yeah, it's 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 amazing because I never thought like, oh, I'd be working with the U.S. Open, right? Yeah. Like, it, it never crossed my mind, right, but right. now that it has, it's like it was it's an amazing experience. <laughs> and like I said, being able to find a way to work music into it, where yeah. I'm still doing what I love, mm-hmm. and now like just incorporating other things into it. Right, right. That's what makes it amazing. <laughs> yeah. So what's the next step for you now that you, now that you have your own agency, you're rolling, what do you think is the, kind of the couple of things that you see on the table for your, basically what do you see on the table for yourself? Where do you think you want to go in the next five or six years? If you thought that far ahead. Sure, yeah. No, yeah, I definitely have. <laughs> <laughs>